Thank you for listening to Pow Block Podcast, the flagship Nintendo podcast of Boss Rush Network. Do you need even more gaming and entertainment in your life? Head over to BossRush.net where you can find news, reviews, creators, podcasts, and more focused around the content you enjoy. Everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Boss Rush Network. I'm your host, the enlightened, excited Eddie V. I'm so happy to be back with this crew. We had a good spring break, everybody, and we got a great episode planned for you. Joining me, though, is the gallivanting guy to try himself, Mr. Jacob Taylor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yes, <laughs> welcome back, good sir. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Of course, it's the one, the only. My best friend, my homie, my bro, him, the boss man himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, it's good to be back. <laughs> yes. That was my, I'm going to be real excited, but my ch- children are sleeping, so I'm going to be real quiet. <laughs> yes, and everybody, we got a very special guest. She'll never be a mystery. She only creates history. It's the one, the only, Becca. Hi. Happy Hi. To- <laughs> Hi, it's a pleasure to meet you, Becca. Oh, yes, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. 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 Becca was serving me eyes yesterday, and I was just like, give me that 90s nor detective <laughs> makeup with the lick was all points. That I was made, just me, like, made my whole day. <laughs> uh, I, I seen it, and I was just like, oh, because you look, I mean, yeah, you look like a different person, but I was just like, oh, the eyes are on point. Perfect. Just literally perfect. So I, that's why I was just like, yeah, she'll never be a mystery. She she's making history right now. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, everybody, we just had our boss for a spring break. So you know we got a lot to catch up on. Becca, I'm gonna ask you, how was your weekend? It was uh it was really good. It was just it was kind of long. I am um, I I'm kind of in the middle of a lot of projects right now, so the weekends are just working, but not at work right now. But it was it was a good it was good though. It was good to take a break from the nine to five. Ah, that's so good to hear, yeah. Corey. How was your weekend? Um, it was it was okay. Uh, just you know, did did the things. I played some games. I hung out with the family, and we uh just uh we watched some movies, and uh. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty relaxing. So, yeah. Jacob, how was your weekend? Uh, My weekend has been kind of a little bit crazy. I'm actually preparing for possibly, hopefully, fingers crossed, selling my house and moving. Um, So it's yeah, it's been it's been a little crazy, but I'm trying to get everything timed out and working out properly. All right. Uh, for me, I finally got my haircut, even though it may not look at like it. Um, the pimp tastic haircut hair that I had had to go. Um, I told my brother that I wanted to go bald, but he gave me like a bald fade, so it's I, I wasn't worried about. It. I'm like, look, I got all my hair gone. That's good enough. Uh, still working. Uh, play some games. 
got to eat some snacks. Um, actually tried out uh, the Philly steak Domino's pizza. Um, and it was really good. It was very interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, and also did some special recordings uh, with a person that uh, it's been a long time to, that I have been recording with. Uh, and I'm very interested. Not interested. I'm very excited for you guys to hear what is coming from us with that episode um and what we're going to be diving into next is a certain console and handheld and i'm gonna leave it at that i'll let you guys wonder what could he be talking about i'll let you guys uh man you make everything sound like the biggest mystery of all time <laughs> oh did we lose ed uh-oh I think we lost. Oh, no. I think we um, lost Ed. Well, I think we did, too. Well, I'm going to go ahead and switch it over to Snacktendo for us since Ed, since we lost Ed for a little bit. Corey, what have you been snacking on this week? Yes, I had some cupcakes because my cupcakes. wife and my daughter made cupcakes together. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. they were delicious. So, uh, long story short. My son may or may not have a dairy allergy. We're not quite sure yet. But, oh, no. But so my wife found these dairy-free cupcakes, and my wife and my daughter made them, and we ate them, and they are super delicious. So that's what, mm. I, that's what I snacked on this weekend. Also, my parents came over, and they brought donuts from, like, a bakery that's real close to here, and can't pass up a good donut no dude absolutely not I'd, i go to i go to uh get kolaches on saturday and then inevitably have to also get a donut i'm usually a fan of the eclair mm-hmm. I, we so she brought over so apparently this is just an ohio thing mm-hmm. but i we call them chocolate cream sticks yeah that's the eclair right i and uh, yeah other but people it has, call them, it's like a long or a long john. Yeah, but it has cream in it. Yeah, it clears yeah. do too. Okay. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I so I never knew that until like 6 months ago when somebody asked me what a chocolate cream stick was and I was like I don't I don't know, it's a donut with cream inside. I don't know what do you want. Uh but also the donut that I loved yesterday or what's today? Monday, Saturday. Chocolate cake. With chocolate icing. It's a very oh, basic yeah. donut. Yes. It's very chocolatey. It is. Well, mm, I, yes. I, I, uh, I do not want to steal Snack Tindo away from Ed. So, Ed, why don't you go take it away? What were you snacking on this weekend? Oh. So, um, uh, I had, uh, like I said, the Domino's that I had. Um, actually tried this new drink. Um, this is the Tropicana <laughs> Caribbean Sunset. Um, it's like a juice with like orange apples, um, kind of like a tropical thing. Really good um, th- drinking it. I, um, it kind of tastes like um, Hawaiian punch, um, but a little bit sweeter in a sense. And it was it was really good. Um, other than that, I tried uh, the new chicken lime from Chipotle and everything. It was fine. It wasn't nothing too big or anything. Um, and 
pretty much that's about it. There hasn't been any new like candy or snacks that have came in like my job or anything. So I had, that's kind of pretty much, um, yeah. Because I talked about the uh, honey ground M and M's last week, last time, um, which is still good. Uh, but other than that, yeah, <laughs> sorry, that's all I've been stacking on. That's 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 not enough, Ed. You usually come with like a half hour's worth of snacks where we can get up and get snacks and pee and I don't know, check well, on other household appliances that may or may not be on fire. Well, a lot of our um candy and uh drink stuff is about to change. So a lot of stuff been like discontinued until the new product and stuff get in. Um so we're waiting for those items to come in and stuff. Um so yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that I've been snacking on. I haven't been to the like grocery grocery store because uh, the last thing I actually snack snacked on was that German chocolate cake. You know, mm. store brought German chocolate cake is so good, just so good. Well, the store, the grocery store close to me, I should say, was good. Well, it's a it's a very it's a very hot take that Ed is the one that doesn't have a whole lot of snack tindo stuff to talk about. But what about you, Rebelody? What do you have for snack tindo this week? Well, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, um, Bosch Bosch Rush Network, and um, they mentioned the hot Cheeto pepper puffs. Some I think it was Ed that mentioned. I think that's what we mm-hmm. found out. And so I saw them at the store, and so I had to try them um and they are they're too hot for me <laughs> but i'm also not super like i like spicy food but i don't like it mm-hmm. to be so hot that i can't taste anything else and they're they're pretty hot um so i tried those and then um i actually just made before i got on um the show i'm a big breakfast for dinner kind of person so i made um egg and cheese empanadas Ooh. Um, and they all busted, which is fine because I this is the first time I've ever made them, but they were delicious. So, did you tr- did you get the cheddar jalapeno uh, popcorn? No, I got they were just they were just flaming hot Cheetos, and like they're the color of the Boss Rush background, like the red oh, the pow block background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pow block. Yeah, sorry. They're the color of that. So they're like, I opened it and I was like, oh, these just look like these are gonna kill me. But then I, I ate them anyway because you know Tiny why not? Meteors. Yeah, I, I didn't touch a controller afterward. Yeah, the Good. so the um, Cheetos they got like that cheddar jalapeno ones. Um, oh. But they turned it into a popcorn flavor. Ooh. So that's huh. the one that I had that I tried. Um, okay. And they not they're not that spicy. I was just like, ooh, I could eat a bag of this because uh, I brought a big bag and uh, ran through it like kind of ran through it within two days and stuff. And it was just and, yeah, it was good. The only thing that sucked was having the popcorn seeds and you just had to spit them out and everything. Yeah. That 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 was it and everything. I'll have to try those. You. You guys just reminded me. We actually made tacos last night too, and my wife Ooh. found a Taco Bell fire sauce in a bottle. <gasps> and so, yeah, it was good. Except my mouth all night. I woke up probably like five or six times because my mouth was on fire. <laughs> so yeah, so don't don't try the pepper puffs, Corey. <laughs> yeah. okay. Don't do it. It's it'll be fine. 
Corey was oh. a, really a Charmander. <laughs> I feel like Corey's at least a Charmeleon. He's he's maybe not quite there to a Charizard, but he's at least a Charmeleon, I think. Mm. Well, I I think that's the thing about it. Corey's the Charizard, and I'm the Grass type. You know. Are you um, saying you're the one nobody picks at the beginning? <laughs> uh, Rebellity picks grass type. Okay, first of all, <laughs> all right, we would not have the shade tonight. I have a chikorita hanging from my mirror in my car. Okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, from the chat, Restray says pain red was the color of your Cheetos puffs. Pain red, and Aaron says uh, in response to Corey that they call it fire sauce for a reason. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I know uh, but they, my... they also have Diablo sauce now, which is even hotter. It's not that hot though. I know it's supposed to be hotter. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. Um. So for me, I picked up a different type of peanut butter than I usually pick up in order to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I got lured in by marketing because I bought the Reese's peanut butter instead Ooh. of instead of uh, like Skippy or Jif, which is what I usually get. Mm. And I this Reese's peanut butter is like a solid 3 out of 10. Wow. It's really, really disappointing. Um, I because like Reese's peanut butter has like a very distinct flavor to it, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was I was looking forward to that. I knew it wasn't gonna have any sort of like chocolatey flavor to it at all, because it looked just like peanut butter. It wasn't like that swirly kind that you can find. Yeah. Um, but this it's like the most bland of bland peanut butter in I've ever tasted. There's like no saltiness to it. There's no like it's not really even creamy, really. It's just very, very basic and bland. Um and then in in other news, G Fuel brought back the best flavor of all time, which is sour green apple. And so uh Rebellion and and I uh went in together and got six tubs of it because we only got <laughs> we only got two of it last time and we ran out really quickly and then we were like the rest of the year we were like, oh no. Because <laughs> they, they, they I think they only bring it back for this time of year for St. Patty's Day. So yeah, we were like, not again. We're buying we're buying six tubs of it during their buy one get one free deal. <laughs> so I got that and mailed uh, her three tubs off to her, and I've got three tubs for myself. So nice. Yep. Yep. But yeah, back to you, Ed. That was our snack Tindo segment. Back to you, Ed. All right. Well, everybody, it is time for Hey You, what's new? And this is our new releases that is coming out. Shout out to Dan Murphy, who couldn't be on the show today. Um, once again, he's still investigating some new things that's supposed to be coming. So when he gets back, uh, we'll definitely be talking about that. Um, starting Tuesday, March 22nd, we have A Place for the Unwilling, which is a branching narrative adventure. And Kraken Academy, the demo, there is a demo. You could team up with a Kraken and save Kraken Academy in this high school adventure. Uh, for $17.99. Wednesdays is Chippy, uh, Tempest 4000, The Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World, which is a visual novel starring a disgruntled pizza boy. Mm. And it's kind of like, it looks like FMV video from like the early 2000s and it looks terrible. <laughs> uh, so if you can take a look at that if you guys care for it. Um, Thunder Kid Hunt for the Robot Emperor is a low poly run and gun game uh, in the third person view. Uh, and that's digital for $7.99. Thursday though 
Oh, actually, and I forgot everybody. On the twenty second is Room Factory Five coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, you can uh, go on the eShop and get the um, basic version or a bundle that is on it. You guys can get that. Uh, Thursday, March twenty fourth is uh, Airy Calm Mind Two. Uh, Andro Dunos 2, which is a direct sequel, sequel to SNK's 1992 side scrolling shooter for 1999, and Super Nanaru, a scrolling jump, uh, scrolling jump timing game. And of course, uh, Friday on March 25th, Devastator, twin stick shooter designed for Mario Kart Souls, um, Room, uh, Room Fred 3.5, which is actually, like I said, on the 22nd. It's not actually the 25th. But Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah, there is that demo still available. And you is Kirby is back in fully 3D adventure. And it's $59.99 on the eShop and $59.99, $59.99 physically at retail stores. I have my copy already reserved. I cannot wait to pick this game up and play it. It looks, it, it looks like it's going to be so much fun and just all the last that I got for the demo is really good. But anything interesting any of you guys, uh, Corey? Um, I mean, not honestly, not really. I mean, I think Kirby is the one that sticks out to everybody, right? Because, I mean, it looks like, I think it looks more like Super Mario 3D World than it does uh, Mario Odyssey, but I didn't play enough of the demo to even you know, know what kind of vibe this game is giving off. But I think that's the game that everybody's pointing to and saying that's, that's, I mean, that's the pick of the week, right? I mean, I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody is going after pizza delivery boy who saved the world, right? I mean, I'm not. (laughs) Speak for yourself, Corey. You know, you know what, Jacob, if you stream that game, I will send you G Fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Done. (laughs) Done. All right. uh, Becca, anything interest you? Uh, yes. Uh, Rune Factory <laughs> 5 interests me. I have been waiting for that game for however long it was announced ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, I am extra, so I got the Earthmade edition, which came with a fancy box, a steel book, an art book, an original soundtrack, and 13 exclusive outfits. Oh, nice. 13? Um, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. You are so jealous, I can tell. I am. <laughs> I'm jealous, I don't have that edition. Call me PB, because I'm jelly. I'm also excited for Kirby, but I uh, spent my money, $85, on a collector's edition of Rune Factory, so I'm going to wait on Kirby until like my next paycheck. But, ah. still exciting. I, I will say that I was watching uh, the new trailer for Rune Factory, and it looks a little bit more action-packed this time. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's apparently I was watching a I've been watching YouTube videos about it for like the last month. Apparently, it's similar to Frontier, like that's the gameplay element. Uh-huh. Um, and it's the first one that's like fully 3D. That's just part of this series. Um, and this is really cool too. You can you can pick, uh, if you're playing, you can pick boys or girls for your spouse. So that's exciting because before you were limited to the picking the opposite gender, you had to you had to be uh, straight. So this time you don't have to. So that's cool. Yes. Um, 
just one more game, everybody. Valis one, two, and three is also coming to Switch on uh December. I'm not December, March twenty fourth. Uh, this is a two D side scroller game. Um, it a lot of it didn't really come to America. Uh, but it's like a big deal to a lot of people who know about the series um, coming to America on Switch. Uh, but Jacob, what are you interested in? Uh, like Rebelity, I'm also interested in Rune Factory 5. I love the Rune Factory series, so this one's going to be very exciting for me. However, I'm the opposite of her because I'm picking up Kirby, and I'll have to wait on Rune Factory. So... There's there's that little difference there, but yeah, I'm I'm very very excited for Kirby. I still absolutely hate mouthful mode. Um, on just so <laughs> at the very core of my being, I despise mouthful mode. But I, from what I played in the demo, it didn't ruin the game for me, so it's still okay. Okay, well, everybody, that has been hey you, what's new? And now it's the moment you all been waiting for. Who won the giveaway from Nintendo Pop Lock? Okay, so I'm oh. <laughs> I'm having second thoughts on this now, Ed. Okay, I, I don't know because like we like went one way, but then somebody else also did everything that we asked them, and now it's like, what do we do? What do we do, Ed? What do we do? So I have zero answer. This is this is yours and Jacob's fight. Now. I. I say we leave it up to luck. What? How do we do that? How do we lock uh, it up? Well, here, y'all, let's move on to... We'll, we will decide the drawing for who wins uh, a copy of Kirby uh, after the news. After the let's news. Move into the news. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. That was my everybody... suspenseful you... music. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, everybody, you would just have to wait a little bit more to see who won the game. But now, everybody, it's <laughs> You're going to have for... to swallow your anticipation. <laughs> Which oh, is man. exactly what Kirby can do because he literally is capable of swallowing everything. So why his mouth gets full, I do not know. Oh, I, oh. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, Kirby's just made a play. He just you. stretches out. Thank you for coming to my Curb Talk. <laughs> well, I love everybody. Jacob so much. <laughs> he's, he's just everybody, best. it's time for Femi News. Corey, take it away. All right. Well, we're going to kick it off with our headlines here. So, last week, State of Play, big reveal, Hogwarts Legacy, right? Big yes. reveal. Already knew it was coming to Xbox, already knew it was coming to PC, but. In a rather surprise and under-the-radar announcement, WB Games and Avalanche have announced that Hogwarts Legacy, the upcoming RPG based on Harry Potter and the Wizarding World, is getting a native release on the Switch alongside the other versions. In this prequel RPG, players take on the role of a new student at the famed School of Witchcraft and Wizardry who has the special ability to unlock forgotten magic. Players will attend classes, make friends, and choose their own adventure while also following the main story following a goblin rebellion and dark magic. Not much else is known about the story at this time, but it's exciting to see such a major third-party release make its way to Nintendo's hybrid console this late in the life cycle. Yes! Am I the only person that's excited for Hogwarts Legacy? I'm... I'm jacked! 
I'm I'm excited. I just so the Hogwarts Legacy was one of two reasons why I picked place like picked buying a PlayStation over Xbox uh, for like my new upgraded console. So it's not going to be exclusive to PlayStation. So it's like, well, okay, I got a PlayStation, so it's fine. Um, but I'm so hyped. I really am hyped, and I'm happy that everyone can play it on their Switch, too. Yeah. So I'm excited. I will take the bullet and get it on Switch and let everybody know how it runs. Okay, I know a lot I'm of I'm also people... going to take the bullet and get it on Switch. Cause, yes! Uh, I want to play it, and I don't want to have to fight Becca over the PS5 to be able to play, <laughs> That's play the game. So she's going to be playing it on the really nice, super great graphics TV, and I'm going to be sitting next to her playing it on my little OLED, being like, my, my graphics are just as good. <laughs> my wizards look just as good as your wizards. Never mind the fact that my wizards are five polygons and your <laughs> wizards are... Did you guys see the memes characters. going around in the PlayStation 1 version? <laughs> As the Switch <laughs> version awesome. and then the, the... It was... They were glamorous. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Hagrid looks ragged. Hey, I still love... I have my PS2. I have episodes 1, 2, and 3 on the PS2, and I still love those things. So, hate away. It's fine. That's, that's fair. I, 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 I don't know if you guys knew that or played these or not but i remember the xbox 360 had connect versions of five through eight and they were like seven or six and seven i think were actually pretty good they were pretty much just gears of war clones like they're cover-based shooters (laughs) which is hilarious uh but yeah so i'm excited ed are you excited i don't um you don't strike me as somebody who whips around some wizarding wands so i think i'm going to wait on this one to see what you guys say um for i'm not a big harry potter fan i i'm the person that was screaming at the movies um (laughs) for a lot of illogical stuff um it's magic but but this one is this one does look interesting um and I think I'm just gonna wait and see, and what we'll see what you guys say, and if you're enjoying it, and if it seems that it's something I should look into, I'll definitely pick it up for Switch. Um, you know, because it does it look it looks like it got a lot of options and a lot of uh, side quests and, and things, and I don't know what the main plot is just yet. Um, I just told you, I, Ed, they're following a Goblin Rebellion into dark magic. Right, but it just—it it looked like it's going to be more. I know. I was just more. messing with you. <laughs> just, just... Uh, so I, I'm going to be waiting on this one. This one doesn't like really like say, "Oh, you need to go get it." No, um, it, it's—it's it's not on the level of the TMT Kamabunga collection <laughs> for uh, me. So okay, so that like to me in terms of like anticipated games, like I'm super excited for the Kamabunga collection. Don't get me wrong, I am. It's like. It's like if I'm going to make a list of games I'm excited for, mm-hmm. the Cowabunga Collection doesn't even count on that list because it's just like an instant. It's just, oh, it's out. Oh, it's on my Switch. Okay, great. Instant. Instant. Right. doesn't even count on my list of anticipated games. But I watched. I finally watched the state of play, and this in Hogwarts Legacy went from being like I'm interested to like 
my second most anticipated game of the year. Oh, wow. I'm like really excited for this game, and I don't know why. Yeah, I is it I, is it a, is it like a multiplayer game? Like, are you going to be in classes with other people? I it's not like a no, it's not it's like a, a live service game per se. But I think it's kind of like drop in drop out co op, where like you can go on missions together, but you can also like, play the whole thing. Like Dark Souls style. Yeah, but I think you can just invite your friends to play with you instead of like okay. ringing Have a bell one. and drinking a flask and you know dancing with some skeletons over in the corner while your friends come join you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm excited for everybody who who wants to play it and get it. I'm 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 happy that it is coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, we're pro- I think we'll probably see more of it at E3. Um, this year, I think Sony probably just had the exclusive to show it off. Yeah, um, I'm going to be that. really interested to see what it looks like and how it plays on Switch. Who who's making this game? Avalanche, the team behind Disney Infinity and right. Cars and Square Enix. Take note: you can bring games native to the Switch. It is possible. Yeah, I know. So... I was thinking that too. <laughs> I was, right. I, dude. As soon as this was announced for Switch, I was like, "See, Kingdom Hearts yeah. is Has way no excuse. <laughs> there is zero excuse, zero, none, zero, zero. What are you, are you, Bun? I know you were talking about like wanting to have, be able to have the game or be able to pick your house. Are you going to be ex- okay if the game doesn't let you, like, if you have to answer it, questions? It does let you pick. Oh, okay. I don't. It's okay, all... I was going to say, I will restart the game <laughs> you a can... million times. So, in the movies, right, like, the sorting hat, it, for people who aren't, you know, aware of Harry Potter, Potter like, the, the sorting hat places you in one of the four houses that they think you'll be the most successful in, right? Uh, but Harry ends up kind of picking his house because... They were gonna maybe put him because he can kind of like fit wherever, and because so plot. what? I said because plot. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. But you know, but they're <laughs> adding that game. to where the sorting hat can place you in a house, but you can also pick if you don't like the house you were put in. So okay, cool. Yeah, because I I don't know. I'm just very attached because I did the whole Pottermore quiz. Me too. And... Mm-hmm. And I thought I was Gryffindor when I took it. I was like, oh, I'm going to get Gryffindor. That's my personality. And it was like, nah, girl, you a snake. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm and now a, I'm attached. I'm a Ravenclaw. So I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh. Yeah, I, I, thought, be... I thought I was going to be a Hufflepuff. And I ended up being a Ravenclaw somehow. I, I just want to be evil. That's all. You be <laughs> slithering with me, Ed. That's okay. Cause I, those movies. I this is why it. Ed is so. This is why Ed is such a happy-go-lucky dude. Is because he gets all of his evil sides out in video games. Yeah. Well, that is true. But <laughs> I, uh, that movie, that series just made me just yell at it so much. You are in the school of magic, and for six whole movies, you're doing more running than the Scooby Doo gang. And I'm just like, this is un. Those are great movies, Ed. You watch your mouth. <sighs> I, hot take, hot take. I hate Dobby. Nobody likes who's 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 pulling. No one like. Thank who's, you. Everyone that I tell that to is like, "How could you hate Dobby?" He aggressively hates him. I though. Aggressively, I cheered. <laughs> we were watching it together, and I got up and cheered when he died. <laughs> was it 
what what was the I think it was in two or three. One of the birds or something was bringing a note and it crashed. Yeah, the owls. The, the owls I, carry your that mail. Was the, that was the out of all seven movies. That was the best part of the whole collection. I fell out laughing because the way that it crashed and the sound effects. I was on the floor dying. I think I rewinded that like about five times. <laughs> just watching on the loop. It was the best. Just just wait till you get to the movie where the rat turns into a person. Oh goodness! Spoilers, I've seen, I guess. I've seen all the movies, so. But statue um, of limitations. That's not how you spell that either. No, whatever. it's not. No. <laughs> it's okay. Statue of limitations. limitations. Yeah. <laughs> let, uh, let me. Let me. Neither of those things were correct. So yeah, my my uh, patronus is a peopled stallion. Mine is an otter. Is it really? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. He cheated. There's no way. I did not cheat. I did not. Mine was an aardvark, and I'm very. You are an aardvark. Mine's um, an otter. Restray. It's an otter. If uh, if my kids weren't sleeping, I would do my really terrible impression of Dobby. Oh wow. But, I don't know what I am. I'm I'm the the tiger from the Jungle Book. (laughs) I don't know. Bagheera. Uh, no, that's the panther. Tiger is Shere Khan. Oh, yeah, Shere Khan. That's right. Uh, I just always remember ba- Baloo yelling, Bagheera! <laughs> I love the Jungle Book. I love that movie. Welcome to Disney p- block, guys. Yeah. You can go to, you can, if you want to hear all about Disney animated movies, you can head on over to Standard Definition and listen to those episodes. All right, we are. Anybody else have anything else to say about Harry Potter before we move on? That's cool that it's coming to Nintendo Switch. I know, I'm Game so way. happy. Like, Natively too, it's not a cloud version. That's that's the coolest part. Is that yeah. it's, you can like get it? Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. Our next story, our next headline here: The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time may be headed to the Video Game Hall of Fame. Ocarina of Time has finally made it as a finalist in this year's nominees of for the Video Game Hall of Fame. The iconic Nintendo 64 title has been up for for being inducted before, but this is shockingly the first time it's made it as a finalist. The other 12 games are Assassin's Creed, Dance Dance Revolution, Microsoft Minesweeper, Miss Pac-Man, NBA Jam, Parappa the Rapper, Resident Evil, Rogue, Sid Meier Civilization, and Words with Friends. Ocarina of Time came out for Nintendo 64 on November 21st, 1998, and revolutionized the 3D adventure game with Z-targeting environmental puzzles in large-scale environments. Cool. Yeah. uh, The only... So, there's a number of games on there that I'm like, if if this beats Ocarina of Time, I'm going to (laughs) riot. Who is on this committee... That voted Microsoft's <laughs> Minesweeper <laughs> to be played. Right. Like, all of them, I was like, okay, well, I could see how this game is, like, important to the world of gaming, mm-hmm. gaming history, for all of them, except for that one. Because as far as I'm aware, everyone that played PC games when, like, they first had a PC, it was not Minesweeper, it was Solitaire. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. give it to Solitaire. Or the, the pinball game, Space Pinball, that was a good one. But uh, yeah, who the heck plays? It's I don't care that it's it's a classic. It's weirdos play Minesweeper, man. I think there's only one game on here that deserves it just as much or more, and that's Miss Pac-Man. Agreed. Yeah. 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 
Like, I, mean, actually, I actually would say NBA Jam. NBA Jam? I mean, yeah, I agree it deserves it at some point, but not over Ocarina of Time or Miss Pac-Man. But no, 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 not not over Ocarina of Time. Oh, but like, like that would be your vote. Yeah, like kind of. Because I mean, even though... I think Resident Evil deserves to be on this list at some point too. Uh, maybe, maybe down the line. Not, but... not, I mean, not now. I mean, like, yeah. eventually. The... Yeah, I, I think it's because NBA Gem was the game, was that big sports game when it came out, when everybody played it on, uh, played it at the arcade, and then when it came to Super Nintendo, Sega like Genesis, like it was hard to find that game at Blockbuster. Like, that was the weekend game that people were getting. And then all the codes and playing as Bill Clinton, um, you know. <laughs> I forgot like, about that. Like, and you can't be, and you cannot deny, he's on fire. Like, kids were saying that when that game came out and stuff. So, it's kind of like, it's one of those things, it's one of those Street Fighter 2 things where it's so, like, I guess it's, it's so impactful and influential, you know, how Street Fighter is, but everybody throwing the Hadouken or the Chun-Li or doing all of the stuff that the characters were doing. That's how NBA Jam was back in the day um, when it came out in 94, I believe, um, you know. And so, but for Ocarina of Time, I would love to see it get in the Hall of Fame because it is it's one of those games that not only changed the Zelda franchise, it changed gaming in general. Just, mm-hmm. just the same thing that was Super Mario 64. It did something for the series, but it also did something for the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, like people still use Z-targeting. Like we still, we still see it in indie games and stuff uh, with Z-targeting. So it's it's I think it's way more influential and should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first yeah. time you walk out in a Hyrule field, first of all, right? I mean that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not impressive now, but in in 1998, that was incredibly impressive. You know, yeah. And uh, the way you could kind of sort of tackle the other two dungeons in a, in an order that you wanted to, right? And like, it was. That game was super impactful, and the fact that you could like go back in time, and then go forward in time, you know, to solve got? different what we, puzzles. Wait, what are we talking about here? Ocarina Prince of, time. of Persia. Oh. Ocarina of Time. Sorry. Ocarina of time. Sorry, yeah. I was, I was thinking. No, no, no. I spaced things. out for a second. I yeah. apologize. Um. So yeah, but no. It. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Miss Pac-Man the first time that a a female character was the protagonist in a video game? Isn't that the case? I do not know. Um, when did it come out? Because it was it would have been it, it was, was before it hit SNES, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So because yeah, because it came out on Atari also with Miss Pac-Man. So okay. it would have been around about like eighty five, eighty six, I think. Um, yeah. when it oh, came 82, out, Ed. Oh, eighty two. Eighty two. Yeah, uh, Miss Pac-Man. The, is... That's the Here's here's what Giant Bomb says. Miss Pac-Man generally is accepted as the first famous female protagonist in video game industry. Samus Aran is generally accepted as the first female human character in video game history. Oh, please. Yeah, Samus came out or Metroid came out in 1986, so Yeah. 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 We, hmm. I think it, I think Miss Pac-Man had been in arcades for so long. That I remember when I played it, uh, I played it on the Atari 2600. 
or 7200 i'm sorry um uh, when they came out so i didn't get to play in arcades um but i see but i didn't know i didn't see it when it actually came out in arcades and stuff so that's why i was thinking, I was thinking like 86 and stuff because mm-hmm. pac-man jr was like the third release no pac-man jr Pac-Man Jr. Well, was the third release because then the 3D Pac-Man's that 3D Pac-Man with the that looks like a Lego with the Diag was like the fourth game in the series. Goodness, I'm old. You are. It's okay. Well, I think Miss Pac-Man definitely deserves it. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just surprised that Ocarina of Time wasn't, wasn't already. already there. Yeah. Well, this is the yeah. this is like the third time it's been up for nomination, and this is the first time it's been a finalist which is ridiculous (laughs) like i mean i i kind of have my feelings on ocarina of time but there's no doubt how important that game was and how how influential that game has been and Mm -hmm. just you know the different things that it did for gaming and you know it (laughs) i'm i'm shocked i thought it was already in to be honest with you yeah that was the that was the more shocking thing to me was that it wasn't just already there. Yeah. But there should just be like instant, like, oh, yeah, that should be in. We're just going to throw it in. They're not getting votes. They're just going in. It just yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody have any favorite memories of Ocarina of Time before we move on? Uh, Fighting that hand that just drops out of nowhere and grabs you uh, or tries to grab you and take you at the beginning. That was the, one of the most scariest parts in that whole game. That sounds terrifying. Um, Pass. It, it it really is because it's just a hand that grabs you and niggas like ah, 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 and it takes you away and it drops you. I'm like, cause and it, cause the the hand comes off the screen like you can't lock on it or anything. It just it literally drops out of nowhere if you're not paying attention and it will literally come and grab you. See, I so they I don't remember that. Although I've only played Ocarina of Time all the way through one time. But Yeah. Um The Wallmasters. Yeah, those yeah. those are the hands, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember those things that looked like really fat Chinese finger traps that would like eat you and then steal like, your stuff. Like likes, yeah. Yeah. Those are gross. Yeah. Um I have I have a fun memory just playing it. I um I used to because I was a big chicken, so I, like I was just talking in chat about how the Stalfo scared me. So I was so excited when I learned the Sun song because I was like, yes, I never have to see these things again. Um, but I um I remember playing it and like just running around and like doing everything I could. And I remember entertaining my little brother by purposely attacking the cuckos, the chickens in Kakariko Village. And then once you attack it too many times, it like crows and then they all swarm. And so I would do that and I would yell attack of the chickens like a maniac and like run away and he would giggle. And I would do that for like hours just just for entertainment purposes. So that's my that's my favorite memory from the game is that I'm insane. Uh, I've mentioned this on I've mentioned this on Powblock before, but I uh, I attribute my like desire to be a content creator partially to uh, Ocarina of Time because I had some friends that lived up the road for me when that game came out and they would come over after school. Like we would all get off the bus and walk back to my house and they would just sit there and watch me play 
because like they didn't have it, but they wanted to watch, see it. And they like went, we went through the entire game together as like a group of three friends Wow! and they were like helping me with dungeons and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I remember specifically there was a Saturday where they came over really early in the morning and we're like, we're getting through the water temple today. And we just sat there and played the entire day. It was super mm-hmm. cool. I remember getting the big sword in that game and swiping them. Swiping them. I was just like, this sword is like so caliber huge. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, but if you, if you, like the first one you get, it just breaks like all the yeah. time. And it's stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh, it broke. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, man, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the, 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 a game that I actually bought the strategy guide for because I couldn't get through uh, the um, when I got captured by the, uh, the the ladies, I couldn't get through that, and I was oh, trying to figure out. Don't get me started. The Valley on, Prison. on buying strategy guides for Zelda games, Ed. Mm. We started. I bought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bought it for. I bought. So, I know I've told this on the show a hundred times, and everything else and other shows but like my experience with ocarina time was a bad one (laughs) because like i i was playing through it right and it was it was hard for me because i had never really played a zelda game before except for Link's awakening uh so i was playing through it and i got to the shadow temple and i didn't know you had to go back in time to solve the puzzle and i just stopped playing because i was really frustrated because i didn't know what to do and so like a year or a year later or whatever, whenever Majora's Mask came out, I bought it and I bought the strategy guide for Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time at the same time. And so I beat Majora's Mask in like a weekend. It was awesome. It was like the best weekend ever. And so I was like, well, I should probably go back to Ocarina of Time and be, play and finish it. And this was like, I don't know, a year, like obvious, like a year later, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm banging my head against the wall and i was like you can go back in time in ocarina of time and i did not know that until that moment mm. then i beat it and it was fine turns out i only had to beat the shadow temple and the final boss and i beat it so it's very an, a very anticlimactic build-up <laughs> but it's okay mirror, mirror shield was cool though yeah all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna move into the wrap up. Remember, if you have anything you want to say, just sit, blurt it out, blurt it out. Uh, Triangle Strategy has sold eight hundred thousand units in just two weeks. Uh, that's pretty impressive for that game. Um, I don't know. I I have mixed feelings on this game. I'm I'm not enjoying it as much as I wanted to, but we'll get to that in playing with power. Mm. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online is getting three Nintendo sixty four games. In the latest trailer, they showed off Pokemon Snap, Mario Golf, and Kirby and the Crystal Shards. Uh, If you have a Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, you will be able to play those whenever you want. I'm going to jump in here um, just because it's it's relevant and breaking news. I'm sorry if I'm stealing your thunder because if it's the next thing or not. But Nintendo just tweeted out right before the show that they're adding folders to Nintendo Switch. So now you can group up your games all together really in, in different categories and stuff yeah yeah is this with yeah. the 14.0.0 update yeah yep. yes yeah man 
You can finally create categories. There's already a lot of memes coming out of it. Somebody did uh, nothing category and everything else category. Uh, that was a really good one. And then somebody else, I think Andre from Game Explained, did uh, cr- Cruising Blast and then not Cruising Blast. <laughs> was it? Was so, but I'm excited, man. I really like. I really like. Um, having the categories I'm, I'm excited to go through and put all my mario games together and zelda games together and then like little indie titles and then like have a list of games that i've 100 percented and ah oh, dude it's super cool i'm very very excited about groups that's very so exciting I'm, gonna, I'm also excited so i'm gonna ju- i'm gonna jump in because i actually got to do it um it, it's not it doesn't take too much to do uh i did it one for rpgs like i just grouped them all and everything um once you like create uh, uh, select all the games that you want. It allowed you to put them in alphabetic order as has like as um. It allowed you to excellent. put it which way you want to do it after you select all the games, and then when you get done with that screen, uh, you get to name what you want for your group, and then when it's done, uh, anytime you go to all software and you press L, you'll see uh that group folder that you uh, made for those games. So yeah, you are able to create up um. I think you could select up to 200 games um, for it. Uh, nice. So, yeah, that's uh, I have a picture on my Twitter um, on my Twitter page that just shows how it looks from the outside, but I didn't get to capture it from it selecting. And it's not that hard. You just got to see what you want and then select it and then go about your business and everything. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. Nice. I'm going to do that. Breaking Pow Block news. <laughs> it's wow, this is funny. Uh, a cheap ass gamer tweeted out uh, theirs, and it says like they have a folder that says "murdered games," and all that's in it is Super Mario Brothers thirty five and <laughs> the <laughs> Mario three D All Stars collection. Nice <laughs> and wow. Fire Emblem. That's good. Uh, man, thanks for bringing that up, Jacob. Yeah, nice. Nice little extra for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Extra, extra. Speaking of extra, Lego and Nintendo have revealed they're bringing an extra character set to their Lego set, and that is Princess Peach. The set actually looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, it yeah. Does. yeah. And then last but not least, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 got an action-packed new trailer. And let me tell you, let me tell you, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, is so good. It's so fun. And this one looks it better. Was, it was so much better than my expectations. Oh, yeah. I went in with, like, zero expectations. Yeah. that's. But, I'm, go ahead, Bun. No, I was just going to say, Sonic 2 comes out the day before my birthday, so I like. I would like to take credit for the whole movie. Thank you for the gift for yes. the rest of the world. Yeah. I am a little worried that people are going to go into Sonic 2 with the expectations that Sonic 1 set and it's going to become a huge disappointment. Like, I'm a little scared that that's going to be the case. But Knuckles is in it. I'm really, I've been, uh, Tails is in it. I've been super jazzed about, um, about Knuckles ever since that scene that they first showed him off where he like stopped Sonic. I've talked about it a bunch. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, the Sonic 2 posters are made to look like the Sonic 2 box art, yeah. which is so brilliant. <laughs> like, it's, it's so, so cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So now we're going to get uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, hopefully, next <laughs> next year, which won't <laughs> oh, make Sonic any sense because uh, 
Knuckles is already here, but you know. What if you could like somehow they're like swap the Blu-ray out while it's oh, loading the scene, and you could watch the Knuckles? That would be so <laughs> freaking freaking cool, man. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, I ha- I have Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh my gosh, dude! dude it's you really have good. to. It's it's really good. The the like the love for Sonic in that movie is so so good because like and it's so subtle too like there's there's little little bits where there's like certain music is playing in the background mm-hmm. or like references are on the on the like scenes and just different things that they say um jim carrey you know, as I mean, robotnik is like top he's tier. really good every yeah he's like he's not just jim carrey playing robotnik playing jim carrey he's like actually like he makes a good robotnik I, and mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot yeah. Um, they did ruin Sonic by having him floss, but other than that, it was okay. Hold on, they they ruined they they fixed Sonic from they that abomination fi- <laughs> of an animation. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, who okayed that design? First of all, I had, Dude. someone at Sega had to. But I, but Sonic looks good. Tails looks amazing. Tails looked yeah. like they ripped him right out of the game, and they mm-hmm. got they got the correct voice act- actress for Tails right. Did they? I yeah, didn't know the one that. the the voice actress from the games. Let me look her up because I want to give her credit. Oh man, that's super cool. Yeah, I'm like looking at my tail stuffed animal. Right yeah, now. and and I... and they changed the poster to add her name to it because she wasn't on the poster. Oh, her wow. name and cool. fans out were like, they were like, put her on the poster, and they're and they said okay. Um, and they they um, changed all the marketing posters to have her on the. And and Sega, if you're hearing, if you're if you're for some reason hearing this, I know that I know that uh, Idris Elba has like announced that he's not going to be doing acting anymore. So if you need a stand-in for Knuckles, I will be your guy. I will be Knuckles. I would love that role. Well, so didn't they already announced that he was doing a Knuckles show? I don't know. All I all I remember is that he like he kind of came out and was like, "I'm going to focus on music now. I'm not going to do acting anymore." So. That's news to me. I never heard of that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that either. I'll I'll find the link and send it to y'all. But yeah, it's it was a thing. It was a thing. Everyone was like, he got knuckles, and then he left. <laughs> that was it. It's absolutely shameless self promotion. Right I there. will. I would love to be knuckles. Word. <laughs> um, man, who? Okay, there's like five people listed here. I don't remember which one. Um. That's not right, because that's Sonic Boom. Tails? Okay. Ooh. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Uh, da, 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 Colleen O. Shaznessy? Shaznessy? Anyways, there, I tried. I'm glad. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Ed, that's the end of the news. I'm going to throw it back to you for our giveaway. Did you pick a winner yet, Ed? No, I or Jacob. The winner. Yes, Jacob picked yes. the winner. So I'm spinning the wheel right now. Y'all can't see it, but it's it's the same wheel that I use for my own giveaways. Uh, the winner is it's it is still Saint Shane. Congratulations, still Saint Shane. Yay! Yay. So, um, yeah, do we? <laughs> So Ed and I, Ed and I were talking. I'm, ex- I'm very excited. Go Shane! Woo! But we were talking Yay. about our next giveaway already. <laughs> um, oh, 
do we want to do we want to wait a week to to so we can kind of come up with a better plan or not a better plan but a plan <laughs> well we, we can announce the game and then uh next week we will go to uh what what people will have to do uh so er, um. so er, so everybody, next giveaway is for Nintendo Switch Sports. That is our giveaway for April. So you want to come back to Nintendo Power Block to learn more information on how you have a chance to win that game. Also, follow Power Block Podcast on Twitter. We've all, we've opened up our we've made a team decision to give the podcast their own twitter accounts we used to do this and then when we were kind of forming boss rush network we were kind of like let's give everything under one banner to get boss rush going and whatever and now that we have so much content flowing out we decided to open them back up so if you want to follow pow block podcasts for you know podcast updates maybe some nintendo news floating out from the website that kind of thing follow pow block podcasts on instagram and twitter you won't be sorry Yay! Well, guys, are you ready for Doc Mode? No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, well, here we go. We know Nintendo for a lot of their well-known franchises. Zelda, Mario, Pokemon, and more. What What we don't really focus on is their lesser or beating series that may have a chance to gain a bigger fan base. So, the Elite Black Ages are gathering their Kid Icarus bow and arrows and about to discuss the codename themes of B-Team series that could make a big impact on Nintendo Switch. You ready, Elite Black Agents? Let's go! So, the B-side of Nintendo, I should say. Wow. Um, there are a lot of games that... Um, kind of got maybe have gotten like one game or it does have its own franchise like they have games out but you know people don't really pay attention to it and i think because of how popular the nintendo switch is a lot of these series may have a chance to grow a big following um you know back on 3ds fire uh fire emblem was a very niche title and if awakening didn't sell well that was going to be it for the series in a way but Successfully, it's been a big thing, and the way that uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes has done on Nintendo Switch and still doing kind of like numbers, people are still playing this game. It's really kind of exciting to see what can happen if some of these games come on this platform and really just really makes good sale numbers. I have a feeling that that can happen. You know, this Friday we got Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and a lot of people. Depending on how you got a hold of Kirby and how you played it, it's kind of been on and off with some people, but I still think it could. I think Kirby and the Forgotten Land can sell very well on the Nintendo Switch. Kirby is, I mean, Nintendo views Kirby as like one of their top franchises, though. I mean, mm -hmm. Kirby sells well all the time because it's so kid friendly, you know, which is ridiculous to think about that they're like, oh yeah, Mario, Mario Kart, Kirby. Those are our top franchises. You know, it's like, oh, gross. Yeah. So I kind of want to ask you guys, um, what did you think of 
they kind of and it's not a bad thing a bad thing that i want to say calling them like a b team or b tier series but what do you think of these lesser known nintendo first party games uh gotta try i'm gonna start with you what what do you think about them uh i'm gonna go to Corey because Corey is frantically waving his hand okay Corey. you didn't you didn't see me like I was I was trying to read notes. That's why. <laughs> I see how it is. Ed just ignores me. Okay, so I I have two. Ed, one of them's gonna make you very happy, but the way I'm gonna describe it is not gonna make you happy. But it's okay. Okay. One, Ed, sin and pu- punishment <laughs> yes. needs to come back, and I but. Not as an on-rail shooter. I think there could be cool sections that pay homage mm-hmm. to that. But I think with the success of Breath of the Wild and Xenoblade, I think you could make a really compelling RPG mm. out of it, action RPG out of it, where, I mean, you could even look at Xenoblade Chronicles X where you could fly mechs and stuff and you're fighting dragons. Like, you could actually, like, have, like, a dragon pet type thing where you're kind of training it and you take it through training exercises and it can actually help you in battle or you can have aerial battles like Star Fox. Like, Mm -hmm. I think you can make something really compelling from Sin and Punishment and uh, having like a full-blown action RPG uh, with, you know, a homage to the old games without actually remaking the old games. Because like, everybody says they like rail shooters, but I mean... Panzer Dragoon, the remake, didn't really sell that well. And, like, they're not, like, as engaging as they used to be, right? You know, it's not it's not 1997 anymore. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, right? It's just there's more interesting ways to create flying. I mean, say what you will about Anthem, but, like, Anthem's flying was really good. Star Fox yes. always has pretty decent flying. Like, there's more compelling ways to create a game where that involves flying. And I think that sin and punishment could really be something really cool to bring back. Um, so my other one, it, it was uh, kid Icarus. I think you could do something in the vein of breath of the wild, but in like a vertical, like a vertical way, which seems to be where breath of the wild two is going. So maybe that point is moot, but I think like a kind of like a adventure game where you kind of travel this huge sky world and, you know, visit temples and, whatever i think that'd be really cool i'm gonna piggyback off of Corey because i'm the ceo of this uh exact idea which is kid icarus meets the Soulsborne games mm-hmm. i want an anime art style hard as nails kid icarus game uh so that, kid icarus pretty much yes but that plays like like elden ring like like mm-hmm. dark souls like bloodborne yeah. like i want I want a, a 3D action game that tells its story through the environments and through items. And, like, they could put so much into that world, and I need it in my life. So, and having it having it be multiple layers, like working your way, like in Kid Icarus, where you start in, in Kid Icarus's version of hell, and then you get to the overworld, which is Earth, and then you get to heaven. And, like, mm-hmm. that would be very, very cool. Yeah, I I actually like to play off that souls ish idea. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a long time ago, where like 
I I thought of like a Zelda style game where Link it like the dark timeline where Link died. Yeah. And yeah. you could you could do like a Hyrule Souls like game where the world is super dark and you play through as like I don't know, maybe you end up being Link from a different timeline and at some point, but like it's the dark future where Link dies and you play through like a Souls game and uh, the ultimate goal is to get to Ganon obviously, but like yeah. That was my idea at one point, but I I like the Kid Icarus one better because I think there's a lot you could do there. It's sure. just the monsters write themselves, man, because Greek mythology. So yeah, I it, I think it works, and I think it would be really interesting to see Nintendo's take on Greek mythology too, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, we saw obviously you see God of War at one point, Hades, you, yeah, Hades, uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising does some interesting monster design, uh, so. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see Nintendo's take on it. All right, uh, Becca. Um, yeah. So you you said some something, and then you said like a Star Fox game. Um, I just I want Star Fox uh, to come <laughs> back, and not in a terrible way, because I so well I say terrible, terrible to me. I liked I really loved Star Fox sixty four. I think a lot of people did. I don't think that's a super hot take. Um, but I also really, really enjoyed Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually one of it. It is one of my top three. I'm being very careful. Three favorite GameCube games. Um, and I would love a Star Fox Adventures too. Like I would cry actual buckets of tears if that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, I. I think I think it would be cool to have an actual Nintendogs game on the Switch. I know there's a lot of like Nintendog like games out there, but they're 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 all garbage. They're just really bad. I I've tried to play them. I keep wasting money on them, and they're not as good. And then um, where's Pikmin Four? <laughs> Dude, yeah, who knows? Seriously. In Miyamoto's pocket, apparently he he made the game literally for himself and was like, yeah. "All right." We're done. No more manufacturing he's, copies. He's I, sitting. He's sitting in his garden with his own switch. Like <laughs> nobody's ever getting this one. <laughs> I, I kept thinking because didn't didn't three come out like two years ago at this point on the switch? Like the re yeah. the remastered the re- one. Mm-hmm. The yeah. remastered. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what are you? What are you waiting for? Like I thought that was like a hey, we're gonna release this, and then you know, mm-hmm. four is right around the corner. But they're being very uh, they're being very Metroid about it. Mm-hmm. Leaving us hanging. Yeah, I. I mean, that game was announced for the Wii U, and it. They. He said, "Let me find it," because I remember he said it was done and finished. Yeah. Like yeah. when the Wii U. When they were, it was that famous clip. I think at uh, GDC at Game Developers Conference, where Miyamoto and uh, and Aonuma were sitting there, and they Aonuma was like showing off Breath of the Wild at the time, which we didn't know it was called Breath of the Wild, and. <laughs> Miyamoto, for whatever reason, was like, "Oh yeah, that's great. Pikmin Four will be coming out soon because it's already done." Yeah, and then like, <laughs> never. No one's ever. No one has ever let that go. And, yeah. and they shouldn't because it's apparently it's done. Here's so I don't here, know what's going on. Here's the quote from Polygon in 2015. Uh, Nintendo's Shigeru Miyamoto made a rather surprising announcement to Eurogamer during an interview in July saying that the new Pikmin, uh, the new game in the Pikmin franchise is on the way. 
It's actually very close to completion, Miyamoto told Eurogamer. Pikmin teams are always working on the next one. Nintendo confirmed in a later statement that the game was in development, but declined to give any more details. Uh, it was in development for Wii U. Now, oh my gosh. I hope they didn't mean that this next game was in development was, hey, Pikmin. No, because that was on 3DS. I know. I know. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just hope they don't. Yeah. It was uh, it was Pikmin Go or whatever it's called. Oh god! Oh my no. god! The Pikmin the Pikmin Bloom. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Mm. <laughs> that's sad. And I I didn't say it because it was part of like the the like fun intro uh, that Ed wrote, but the obviously Elite Beat Agents is great. I that intro literally like Jacob can attest. I dug mm. out my game. And played it last night, and I because I just had to. It was just like the nostalgia. I was just like, I need to play this right now, and uh, that would be great too to have on the Switch for sure. It would be. Yeah, uh, I know for me, and I know Corey always gets me on about this game, so he should know what I'm about to go. But uh, Uniracers, um, one of Miyamoto's games that only came out on the Super Nintendo. I would kind of, I think it would, it would. Like definitely be fitted if it came back, and I know everybody's talking about Mario Kart Nine need to be like almost like a Smash Brothers Ultimate style kind of day. But I would love to see how that game, like Uniracers, being played on Switch, on how that would do. Um, Ed, I could name four better racing franchises that aren't on Switch right now that, that better than Uniracers. Mario Kart, say, well, Mario Kart I Eight. No, I say for a B tier game, F Zero. Diddy Kong Racing, also a game that needs to come back. And Excite Bike. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about B tier. Isn't that, didn't that just release on NSO? Mm -hmm. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. F Zero uh, X, I think. What if they did Uniracers versus Excite Bike? Why aren't we talking about uh, Elite, uh, no, uh, Battle Borg? Racing, battle bots, racing, or whatever it is. Was that from Nintendo first part? Yeah, yeah, it was on the Wii. You mean Excite Bots? Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah. Excite Bots, an Excite Truck. <laughs> I bought Excite Truck for truck, Wii. I don't mean to get sidetracked, but didn't Excite Truck wasn't it notorious for the fact that like there was no collision, so you could just drive through houses? Yeah, you could drive through <laughs> anything. It was awesome. I bought it. It was like the one game I put like. Outside oh, of Zelda that I played in like the first six months, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think I traded in Red Steel for Excite Trucks, and it was a great decision. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know, uh, it was flat out exclusive to Sony. I think okay, because so. I liked I liked playing Flat Out too on the PS2, and that would be really fun to bring to the Switch because you you do crazy games like bowling, but instead of using a bowling ball you're driving and then you throw your driver through the pins it's fun just trust me (laughs) (laughs) well i uh my other one was going to be pilot wings um i kind of i think that would be good for a switch um coming on and you know they'd probably be inspired by um flight simulator in a sense i would kind of love to see how they were incorporated and even if they want to do like google maps and stuff like or, or something with that. I could see Pilot Wings being a nice kind of flying game to explore the world and everything. And you know, 
treated like an open box sand, uh, open world or sandbox game. I think they could. I think Nintendo could do it. Um, Ed, you 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 are brilliant. Nintendo should use their new friendship with Microsoft to make a Pilot Wings X Microsoft Flight Simulator game. Oh my god, that would I would buy that in a heartbeat. That would be amazing. Hey, you know, um, Corey, you spoke about uh, sending a punishment from Treasure. I would like mm-hmm. to see them do uh, uh, Mischief Maker mm-hmm. and bring that back. You know, a, a lot of Treasure stuff that Nintendo could, should be able to get on the Switch because Treasure haven't made anything in a while. And I would love for them to bring some of their games to switch or make something new for it. Like I could see Wario where or Wario land, um, come back to, yeah. uh, switch. Like I think treasure is such a good company. Um, I think Nintendo needs to just get, get them some money and be like, Hey, start making some more games. Yeah. There, there's a, there are two games specifically that I mean, just I would like them to come back in any way, shape, or form. They're, they're not even B tier games. They're like low end. But if you had a Wii and you played these games, you know what I'm talking about. Last story from Mistwalker. Yes, is just if you can bring back Xenoblade, you can bring back Last Story, right? And mm-hmm. like, gosh, the Last Story was so good and so compelling. And just really interesting. Um, and it's really hard to find now, but it was definitely. And I, I don't know if Miss Walker still owns the IP or if Nintendo owns it or if they co own it or whatever, but like Last Story is just w- an amazing RPG that I think everybody needs to figure out I how think to play. A shadow drop for $24.99 on eShop. I could see it happening. Like, no, I, I want a like, $60 HD remaster. Uh, in my hand. Um, I thought that was the year that you were saying it was going to release and not the price point. <laughs> uh, but on that end, the other Operation Rainfall game, uh, Pandora's Tower, it wasn't as good, but it was really a really interesting concept and a really interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually think, I think a lot of, I think a lot of Souls fans would appreciate it. I don't, it's not nearly as difficult, but it was kind of doing that hard rpg style game before demon souls you know it was it was really interesting or maybe it came out around the same time as demon souls i don't really remember how old demon souls is but uh it was really interesting it was really it was really difficult and i think i think that that would be a really interesting game to bring back if nothing else i know people are screwing for godis uh they come back but i'm just like how do you do how did you like release Goldust Sun on as Switch the, as the two point five D like Octopath Traveler style art style? Yeah, that would be cool. I think yeah, you should license that engine out from Square and just make mm-hmm. it. Square could make so much money licensing that engine out to uh, indie game developers, man, because they love that art style. I know. I mm. I just don't want it to get like overused, right? I mean, I think I think it's unique. I think it's super unique. Uh, and no I more think... 16-bit games. What else is coming out? Style. What else is coming out with that? I know the Dragon Quest three Dragon remake Quest. is Dragon coming Quest, out. Yeah, Dragon Quest Live Alive. Um, there's one more game coming out with that engine. I think it's just those two for right now. Mm. Uh, Neat. Mm. 
Yeah, and, and I think Octopath Traveler 2 is probably going to be in that style again. No, um, it's going to be a AAA Unreal Engine 5 action <laughs> RPG. I, you funny. know what? I would actually be shocked if Octopath Traveler 2 comes on Xbox and Switch. It's still not out on PlayStation, which is shocking. Yeah. I wonder I wonder why. I mean, not that I really care, but I wonder why. Anyways, let's let's move on. Sorry. Oh. Uh so I I think we kind of got a good set of games from they're like the B tier stuff. Um how oh, did you one more shout out. Sorry. Pushmo. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yep. That's all that uh, needs to be said. <laughs> well, I, I kind of want to ask you guys: How do you think these games will impact the Switch? Do you think they will sell well enough? Like, like eight eight hundred thousand copies, like Triangle Strategy did. Did you think those that number could hit those games in a sense? Like, uh, or even or Nintendo or those series even hit just a million? Rebellities and then dogs plus cats uh, would instantly hit a million copies. It would, it would do animal so crossing many numbers. P- yeah, it would do Animal Crossing numbers. If not Animal Crossing numbers, it would do like just shy of Animal Crossing numbers. Um, I think I think that a, a Kid Icarus game would do well. There's a lot of people, especially with the 3DS um, eShop thing going down. There's a lot of people champion championing. Uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, mm-hmm. so I think I think that that one could do really well. I uh, personally think that they probably would too. I would think because yeah. even though, even though, like like I, I said, oh I didn't, see it, but I hinted that the most recent games aren't great. The Smash Brothers has really created like hype around the characters, and I feel like mm-hmm. that would. I feel like that would probably do well, pretty well. And not even not even just Smash Brothers, but Battle or uh, Atlas, that Atlas game, Star mm-hmm. Starlink, uh, Battle for Atlas. Mm-hmm. People were more excited about being able to just play as the Star Fox team in a game that's not even designed for them right. than the game mm-hmm. itself. Like that, there's a there's a call for it, man. There's Nintendo IPs, B tier or not, they're only B tier because they're like cult followings, right? They don't mm-hmm. sell as well as the Mario's and the the Everyman's games, right. but yeah. they the cult followings are there and they will continue to be there. That's why I mean, that's why Mother Three is constantly the meme of Nintendo Directs. It's like, when are you going to bring Mother Three? It's because there's people that want that. Yeah. I I wonder, I wonder if they're ever, not that I like care about earthbound or anything because i like to be honest i don't i just i don't have any affinity for that franchise or whatever but i wonder like how long they're gonna wait for that if they ever do Mm. i think we're leaning more towards the if they ever do category at this point it might happen they they deemed it important enough to add it to i keep wanting to call it virtual console nso nso yeah earthbound one and two and they, I mean, they're they're on the Smash lineup too, so mm-hmm. I don't also, know. Also, I guess it's worth noting that uh, the um, 30th anniversary for Earthbound is coming up in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I so guess maybe you would wait. Then. For, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, go ahead. Oh well, with that, I think 
this this would be the smart smart thing to do. Um, uh, if they think if they decide to bring Weather Three to the West, I think they won't go through Treehouse. I think they'll probably go through A Four Play. Um, because mm-hmm. Nintendo has worked with A Four Play on localization, mm-hmm. and I think they would do a fantastic job localizing that game and getting it to America. And A Four Play, they like to tease stuff and everything. And they're like I said, they have a good partnership with Nintendo to localize their games. So I think if they were going to do Mother Three for twenty twenty four, that would be the thing to do it. That'd be the way to do it. And I think a lot of Americans will buy the game because, excuse me. Uh, once uh, Nintendo puts out a survey and, and has a list of games and Mother 3 is on that list they're going to see how much interest of Mother 3 is going to be there and that's going to give indication that yeah I think it's time for us to go ahead and bring it out and people I think people will pay 40 or $60 or whatever Nintendo wants to charge for that game like just don't bring it out to NSO I say sell it and you was, I think there's going to be a huge return I bet on- I bet what they do, they could do something like they did with Fire Emblem, right? Where they put it out mm-hmm. for six months and then they stop selling it, and then I would, that Switch I, is going to be worth like six billion dollars. Oh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a, a collection of the, all three of them that way mm-hmm. for for the anniversary. That would be that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Do you think any of the um, series that we mentioned do you think any of them need like a full rework like kind of like how um kind of like how Corey mentioned the sin and punishment and not come back as an on-rails shooter like do you think any of them need to be just like full like the ip is really great but the game itself and the gameplay needs to just be like completely overhauled in order for it to do anything on the switch or do you think they could just bring back the same style for all of them i think star fox needs a rework i go to sun I think I think that Star Fox needs a little bit of Star Fox adventure to level out the the R-wing stuff. Don't get me wrong, I love a good Star Fox shoot on rails shooter, but I think like mm-hmm. I said with Sin and Punishment, the on rail stuff is like it's old at this point and they need to give a little bit of diversity to Star Fox. They could add a little bit of the Star Fox guard stuff from Wii U in there like just to mix it up a little bit. They could have Star Fox Adventures where you're exploring the planet and you use the vehicles to explore different parts of the planet or yeah. you know you could even go up you know obviously fly around in the sky to discover other things or have space like dogfights or whatever like the old games but like like I said with Sin and Punishment you can pay homage to the old games by doing mm-hmm. something new and creative that makes you remember the old games mm-hmm. and so I actually well, think I actually think mm-hmm. a Star Fox Adventure style game with the flying stuff added into it is way more compelling at this point than a straight up regular Star Fox game. I think Golden Sun needs it uh, due to the fact that it, it wasn't challenging, but there were some there were some issues with getting to some certain parts of uh, area um, to get some of the uh, Dijon uh, monsters to, like power up like it, for some reason some of it didn't explain to you they wanted you to explore but because it was so much uh, fight warping going in that game. It was kind of hard to be like, you know, I don't want to try to figure out how to get this digit if it keeps putting me in a whole bunch of battles. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, so I think they need to rework that, um, make it where you could be able to get to these secret places. You could even turn it to a puzzle and make people think, but you need to make it accessible where people could go in and be like, okay, I got it and not worried about having any trouble or anything like that. Because uh, that was like a really problem for me. And plus it was on the Game Boy Advance. So trying to see it and get to it without uh, work fighting so many times. Yeah, they would need to rework that game for it. Uh, Becca, any game for you that needs to rework? No, I agree. I mean, I agree 100% with Corey on Star Fox. Um, and then, obviously, Nintendogs would have to have quite a transformation because it was very... I mean, it was, it was the whole point was to showcase the DS's capabilities a little bit it's yeah. like the astros playroom of the ds yeah so um obviously that would have to be reworked but i mean it it's that's not a huge like plot heavy game so <laughs> you know it's fine i i know for me hotel dust i feel like needs to come back get that give it a good reworked uh and everything like they could still keep the graphics because I, I really like that paper aesthetic um, from the DS, and I would love to play the second one that came out in Europe, but never came here. Like I would love a collection, but then I would love a new game in it because I think Hotel Dust is a great mystery, a uh, great story, great adventure, like visual novel adventure game that I think a lot of people miss. And I think because of the Switch, a lot of people will come back to it and you know learn about the game, and be like, oh, I can't believe I missed this series. And really give it a try. Like I would love to see that come back. Even though Zing is it in um is it in business anymore. I think Nintendo still own, I think Nintendo still owns the IP. So I think they could do something with that. Um no, I I would love to see it. Uh, anything else, you guys, before we wrap up this conversation? Bring back Street Pass. Street oh, Pass. Wow. <laughs> bring back bring back Street Pass. <laughs> also bring back PSO from the Game GameCube. That's not a that's not a um Nintendo specific IP. They have PSO too yeah. now. It's very successful. But bring back PSO. I want to play PSO on the Switch and modern day console with my friends. So yes. bring back PSO. Okay. And Doshin the Giant. As a game. Oh GameCube. wow. What about Captain Rainbow? Yes, bring back Captain Rainbow <laughs> as well, man. Gosh. Captain Rainbow's great, dude. You have you have to make fat little Mac not fat anymore. It's so it's such a quirky. That's actually that's what I wanted to say. Uh, um, Aaron, Aaron and I, my my buddy Aaron and I were playing uh, Mario Kart Eight, the new tracks. Choco Mountain was one of them, and I was like. I don't remember this being exactly the way this map was. So we went back to the Nintendo Switch Online and played the N64 version of Mario Kart. And, like, Nintendo used to be so much, like, wilder and crazy. Like, now, when a, when a character gets hit with a, with a green shell, they just kind of, like, spin out a little bit and their cart stalls and then they keep going, right? But, like, back then... A character got hit by a green shell, and they'd go like flying six feet into the air, and like, <laughs> depending on who you play as, like Toad would be like, Wah! like it was like, it was, and then they would like twist, and it was nuts. The game was crazy, and they allowed for like 
so much weirdness and Captain Rainbow and Doshin the Giant and um, Chibi Robo and like uh, Custom Robo. Uh, they're, they're just Nintendo used to be so weird and like creative. And I want them to get back to that. I feel like they're playing a little bit too safe. And it it at first it was like, okay, well, you know, you're, they're trying to get back into like people's favors again. And people don't really like weird. But now they're in people's favors. There's a, a Switch is an incredibly selling console. They need to get weird again, man. I, I want Nintendo to take risks. I think their weirdness in their and their their weirdness brings comedy and brings a smile to yeah. their games and everything. Yeah. You know. Because uh, it's always it's so funny when when because Mario Kart is a big funny thing because you love to see when people get hit with that blue shell or that red shell and they about to win and they just like fall out into a pit or they spin out and like they about to win but somehow they end up losing and stuff and watching those videos kind of put a people, smile on people's uh, when they see it and everything so yeah bring bring that word to Nintendo yeah man yeah we'll back to it. <laughs> So that that everybody, we're going to get into playing with power. Jacob, where have you been playing with power? Uh, <laughs> I have, um, so Microsoft bought out or bought Activision Blizzard, which made me have a change of heart because eventually that means the negative people in there are going to get kicked out. And so I have started playing World of Warcraft again, um, and it has eaten up a lot of my time. But <laughs> on the Nintendo side of things, I am playing. I, you know, obviously I played the Mario Kart uh, Eight Deluxe tracks, the DLC ones from the first wave. But That's I've so also good. been playing Lumo. Ooh yeah, the yeah. little wizard guy with the little yeah. So have y'all played it ever, or have you just seen it? No, I play. I played it when this like when it came out. Probably what 2018, I think it came out. Okay. Yeah, that game is really interesting. There's there's never been a game that I've been like, oh, graphics don't matter, but the graphics are pretty bad. In this one, like it looks like a it looks like a like a 90s computer game, which mm-hmm. I kind of get because like the the like plot I guess is that you know real life kid got sucked into this game and now he's like playing the game Mm -hmm. so and it's like a 90s style gameplay thing but like in a game that the entire thing is designed around these little dioramas and these little rooms like like toad's treasure tracker i think the graphics really need to be like wow Mm -hmm. like it's, it's just a lot of the same but the gameplay's been really fun though i got i got a little frustrated early on because i i there was a spot where you had to like there was a part where you had to like push a block or push Mm -hmm. a box and I got stuck and I couldn't figure it out. And it was just me being really dumb. But then after that, I've had a lot of fun with it. Like the, Mm -hmm. the, for some reason, the collectibles are rubber duckies. You have to collect up rubber, rubber duckies in each room or not in each room, but like in the rooms that they're in. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really cute little puzzle game where you have to like kind of figure out what paths you need to take and how to, how to handle the world that you're in and it's neat it's a neat little game i do wish that they had gone a little bit more creative with the graphics though because it, it it gets samey really quickly but yeah it's it's fun it looks it looks like the way you remember the ps1 looking is the best yeah. way i can describe the graphics. No, that's well and the other thing and this is the part that's like i've really disliked but like the there's like you're collecting like um 
PC things like you collect like a floppy disk and that's like the the big items that you're running around collecting. And when you get one of those things, the game like it's like oddly sexual about these <laughs> items. Like it 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 does like a really sparkly like colorful screen and it shows this item slowly turning and like and just rotating in slow motion and the music is like like it's it's so it's so weird but that sexual is the only way i can describe it but it's not sexual at all because it's just like an item like it's a floppy disk but just the way that they display it to you instead of just being like like the classic zelda da 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 it's like it's really weird they want you to know that you got that item and you got it good you got it good man they want you to know that <laughs> but that's all, right. all that's all i've been playing <laughs> all right Corey, what have you been playing with power uh, so I played a lot of Destiny last week, uh, because it was spring break, and instead of doing the admin stuff I wanted to get done, which don't get me wrong, I did some of it, but I, it was Iron Banner, and it was a good way to level up my character, and I just, I went from 1519 to 1551. Oh, nice. In a week, which is like a huge jump. And so, yeah, I played a lot of that, but I also, I pl- so I played some triangle strategy, mm-hmm. and I like it, but I don't love it. I want to like it more than I do, I think. Um, I know Dan is obsessed with it, and a lot of people are obsessed with it, and I, I want to be that excited for this game, but I think that they're... It's just, it's not clicking with me for some reason. And I can't really point to one thing. There is a lot of talking in this game. Like oh, yeah. An unnecessary amount of talking. Yes. Uh, but I think I think the grid-based stuff is really interesting. I think the party is, is interesting. It's just something with it is just not clicking with me. Um, mm. So I think I'm going to put it down and pick it up later because i'm also playing xenoblade chronicles definitive edition still that's the problem yeah i mean yeah i mean you're playing two incredibly like intricate rpgs at the same time yeah and so i really like xenoblade i i think i've been playing for like seven or eight hours and i'm still just doing side quest after side quest after side quest because it's just fun to run around the world and do things for people um and uh, I just I I want to play through one and two before three comes out. Uh, so I I, I was gonna like I was gonna start with two because I know the epilogue of one or the new section of one kind of ties one and two together. Uh, but I decided to start with one. I'm like now because I know the battle system in two is kind of more interesting, and mm-hmm. uh, I know it's gonna be really hard to go back to one after you play two. So I just decided to do that. And maybe what I'll do is uh, because that epilogue is a separate menu item. I'll play through one, then play through two and then go back and do the epilogue for one. So, um, Oh man. Now I wish, now I wish I didn't, I, th- I would have thought of this sooner. So you could do it in a way like how we might do some stuff with timeline eventually where you could play, like you said, you could play one, and then play you could play it in release order, right? So one mm-hmm. and then two and then Torna 
Golden Country, uh-huh. and then the epilogue. Yeah. For for one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, f- I forgot. I should probably play Torna between one and epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh. I thought about including Xenoblade X in that, but I'm like, no, because that game's like, I, I have not, no, pass. <laughs> uh, even though I have my Wii U hooked up. Uh, but anyways, well, it's not really hooked up. It's on the floor next to my TV over here. I don't know. Finger aiming is hard. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I've been, every night before I go to bed, I've been playing Tetris Effect, like one <laughs> round of Tetris Effect. The music is calming, man. It just like, you know, after a stressful night of Iron Banner, I just sit in Tetris for 10 minutes and listen to the music, you know. I think I ask this every time that you mention Destiny on this podcast. Did they release crossplay yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why are you thinking about jumping back in? Might be something. I don't know. Just depends on if I have time. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, Beck is Beck is shaking her head, and I. The thing is, I want to play games with all of my friends, but then I don't ever have time to do anything. So, but you're but playing like World of Warcraft right now. I know the desire Maybe. to play games with my friends though is strong. Maybe when you get tired of WoW, you can jump into another addictive. <laughs> Listen, if they ever release PSO again, it's done for me. That's all I will play. And, and me, apparently. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, Bye, <Becca>. relationship. <laughs> well, Becca, what have you been playing with power? Well, speaking of ending relationships, um, <laughs> I have been... It's happening live on this podcast right now. It is now. happening live. Um, my dreams are coming true. Sorry, no, I, um, I, Jacob and I have been playing a lot of Mario Party um, at night. Just because I haven't played it. I just haven't played it. I don't have a lot of friends that have it. And if I do and you can hear this, you should play with me. Um, So we've been playing and we have had a lot of a lot of shenanigans. I finally won the game for the first time last night. So that was exciting. Not only did she win the game, she got every single bonus star. Ooh. Wow. I was killing because I'm not good at many games. You guys. It was like five stars to one. Wow. So. It was, um, so I've been playing a lot of that, been, play, been, been diving into Mario Kart a little bit just because the new tracks are out and I don't want to be left out of that. And then um, I got really, really sick uh, late last month slash earlier this month. And while I was recovering, I restarted because I never, I never finished it. I restarted Brilliant Diamond, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, and I have almost beaten that i need to i need to go to the elite four i'm just you know doing this cool thing that i do where i don't finish the game um and then not nintendo related really sorry i beat my first playstation game uh, on my ps5 well my first playstation game on the ps5 i beat um spider-man the ps4 remaster and um i started uh miles morales and it's good i so much she did i tried to i tried to call her i guess while the ending credits were happening right uh, and she I like declined i was like yeah I she was like i'm not talking to you right now <laughs> so good you guys if you haven't if you have 
access to that game and you haven't played it, I, I really recommend it because it's uh, you feel like you're Spider-Man, and that's so, my childhood dream. So, so I'm halfway do Spider-Man on PS4. Um, I haven't okay. I haven't picked up Miles Morales because I've been trying to finish the one on PS4, and it's really good. I think I just need need to take time and be committed to that game and finish it yeah. outright. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot of collectathons. Yeah. I haven't done all of that yet, but I probably will. It's so good. Yeah. Very good. That's it, well, though. That's it for me. Well, for me, outside of Nintendo, <laughs> I guess we all have some stuff that we've been playing outside of Nintendo. Um, I've started up Tunic. Um, and shout out to Stephanie. You guys should read her review on Boss Rush Network, uh, BossRush.net. Uh, she did a fantastic job with the review. Me and her been kind of talking about it, like messaging and stuff. And it's a good game. I will say that it is good, uh, but I am having some problems with it. And I'm not saying that I'm like having technical problems with it, not having having that. I really wish the fox was faster when he walked. This the slow pace and some of the zooming out, it just makes it kind of difficult to see some things. And I'm just like, come on, y'all, I can keep this up close and you can make them a little bit faster and everything. Um, but it's it is a really good game. Uh, it really doesn't give you direction in it, and I think the language stuff that they try to use in the game, um, because you have to collect, um, these paper things that's that forms the structure booklet and when you are collecting them they tell you stuff that you need to do or you can learn it um because they won't there's not anything that's there to tell you what's going on you literally have to go to a certain screen to find out what you need to do um and so uh if you like stuff like that that's fine um, I guess I just wish I really had more of a clear direction sometimes and the Fox was a little bit faster. But other than that, I really am enjoying it on Xbox One. Uh, but for Switch, uh, got through some more of Triangle Strategy. Um, great soundtrack. Man, this music is so good. I, I do enjoy the music. Um, some of, Like Corey said, there's a lot of talking. I think the whole second chapter is nothing but talking. Like, you don't fight no battles at all or anything. But the voice acting is kind of good. Uh, I posted on my Twitter account that uh, one of the characters is Lord Dragon. Uh, he's talking all serious and everything in this cutscene while they're at this uh, feast. Uh, and then later on, because he had a little bit more to drink, uh, he he gets drunk and he starts saying different things. He's just like, uh I know a little more things, and you should really be able to take her up to the stairs in the bedroom. It's just, and it's literally funny the way that he goes in and out of it and everything. I was just like, oh, they got a real good voice actor for this. And I was just cracking up laughing. Uh, but Triangle Strategy is good. Tried out Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, um, the, the tracks. Um, Shout out to the expression pass because <laughs> I was able to get it that way. Um, and really enjoyed that. Uh, played more of Aztec, the Forgotten Gods. It's, uh, I really wish they had a map at the beginning of the game because you cannot find out where you need to go uh, to get some places. And some of the controlling, like the camera, is very problematic. So, I mean, it's, it's fine. Uh, 
the voice of cars, the Forsaken Maiden. I'm getting through, really enjoying that. I'm halfway through that game, so I just got like two more uh, areas to visit, and then I'll be done. Um, Young Souls. This is the 2D beat 'em up game with the two, uh, with the boy and girl. Um, really fun RPG action uh, with it, and they do cuss a lot. <laughs> you know, it it very is a mature game because <laughs> they they would quickly say F you in a quick minute and I'm like wow uh, and then last but not least uh, I played Sengoku 3 this is an arcade game from Neo Geo um, just wanted to go back old school for a beat em up and everything uh, but that's pretty much what I've been playing with power um, I will t- probably, I'm going to talk about the One Piece World Seeker next week because I started that up also on Xbox, but I can tell you about that later. Um, but everybody, that's been me playing with power, and that has been the show. I want to thank you, Becca. I want to thank you, Jacob. I want to thank you, Corey, uh, for joining me on this episode. Becca, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Rebelody, um, not to be confused with the Rebel Audi. R E B E L O D Y. And on TikTok. Oh, and tick yes, TikTok. <laughs> uh Jacob, where can you find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at Galatrad. That's G-A-L-U-T-R-A-D. All right. Corey, where can we find you? You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on the Boss Rush Podcast hosting that show as well as a plethora of other content here on the boss rush network that's bossrush.net yes you guys can find me on twitter at that retro code you can check out more content for nintendo pop block on wednesdays that's where we do our uh recorded shows not yet you guys what do you mean not yet Hurry up. i have tiring. to finish i have to finish it y'all gonna get oh, tired no. <laughs> You can check out more at BossRush.net. Some of our writings is there. And if you would like to join us on the writer uh, side, come to BossRush.net. We got a great opportunity for you guys uh, to write for the website. Um, uh, Also check out Crossroads that come on Tuesdays at 7.30, 8.30pm. Check out um, (laughs) Expression (laughs) <laughs> He's doing it on purpose now. <laughs> Especially Bass, uh, 1v1, and other content. <laughs> and other content on our YouTube page. And also check out After Dark. If you'd like to join us for our Patreon, you can also do that. Uh, Corey, let them know how they can find us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash boss network and for just $1, you get After Dark two weeks early. Standard Definition two weeks early. Expansion Pass one week early and coming soon crossroads plus one week early yes for just a dollar you can, you can also you can also subscribe at the five dollar tier if you want your name read on the podcast which we have some patreon producers for march that we will read in april that's how it's going to go yeah that's one dollar uh, a month by the way so there's like literally no excuse yeah yeah um Yes, and everybody join us on our Discord for Boss Rush Network. 
uh, <laughs> you will be able to get in touch with us, let us know what snacks you're eating, what games you play, and join in the conversation. With that, everybody, have a great week, have a great weekend, and we will see you next time on Nintendo Pop Block. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>